1: scream it's the tash show everybody hacking everybody just wants more with the action hip-hop jones got the music blessing. better watch out this all he's asking over like Roe, he keeps it real he's no joker original he's no posing no competition he's the owner there i'm moving speakers closer because it's time to tune in to the tash show. Tash, show. tash show
0: okay okay here we go tuesday 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 edition of the tash show and this will be a Explosive Express version of the Taz show. As I mentioned yesterday, a couple of shows this week will be one hour long. 60-minute city. Yes. So this uh, here will be raw chatter, raw talk. My raw reaction. Right you. Gonna react to raw, as they say. Rage Cave Jones rocking and rolling going to talk about Raw, like I said. I'm going to tell you and talk about what WWE didn't show you last night on the air and why they didn't show you. Get into that next episode. Take some phone calls also. You can do that, by the way. It's a very simple process. You guys know how that works. That's an 866-475-2948. 866-475-2948. Yeah, you can do that. You're listening live right now on the brand new radio.com app. I appreciate that. It's very kind of you. Thank you. It's an awesome app. It's working greatly. Maybe you're listening to some on-demand content of the Taz Show on the radio.com app. You can do that. Maybe you're listening live to the show right now or watching live at TazShow.com. Thank you for that. Or maybe you're watching some on-demand content on Facebook Live, which we will not be on today. There will be no Facebook Live. I repeat, no Facebook Live. Tell your friends and family. Tweet it, Instagram it, put it on your fucking MySpace. Whatever you want to do, you do it. And it's spelled right now. By the way, we fixed it uh, yesterday. Dennis Jones will bring you in, the biz dev guy, producer of the show. Some people thought we were doing a predication pod, uh, podcast. That was the initial thing on in the pitch meeting that we, you know, I do on Friday. A ped, 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 put that graphic up there. Man. A pred, predication.
2: Predication. Helen self changed. Predication.
0: Right, we changed that though. We changed to, to prediction.
2: Only because the fans were complaining, they didn't want to hear you ramble on about uh, pontificating and, and doing the religious
0: yeah. thing. Yeah, I, you know, next time, I got to bring Devon Dudley. in. He works for WWE. Devon's not going to testify. My brothers, I got to bring Devon in now. You know, I can't. I can't get Devon. I can't get WWE won't give me guests. I can't get Devon. I love Devon. He's my man. But, but, you know, I can't, you know then I have to, if I'm doing a predication, I, then I need Diva. I got to testify. You know, I got Please put the graphic back up, sir. Don't take the graphic down. I want to discuss this before I get into raw. I only have an hour. I'm very busy, okay? Hell in a Cell Prediction Podcast. This will be Friday. This will be Friday. No live show. You're going to get a prediction show from the old school. This is HPM style. Human podcast machine style. Dennis, I know uh, when you hear the words HPM letters, and I don't know why I hear my audio coming out of your studio, and that's annoying me, but I do know this much. That will get you fired, number one. Number two, uh, you can take the graphic down now, and I mean, I think it's up there long enough. Holy shit. It's like, a, it's like a, you know, he, I know he's getting mad. I don't really care. Uh, it's like I got to hold the guy's hand. What are we doing? Wake up, son. Wake up. Okay. Uh, here's the thing. Dennis, before I get talking about raw, um, I know when you hear HPM or you in podcast or she in the old school, you cringe. You do. I notice it in person. I I've, I've notice it on camera now. You get a little nervous. No. I know why. No, I know why. I know why. Come on, be honest.
2: Because when I hear HPM,
0: I think of hot pastrami meats. I get excited. <laughs> Cured meats hot is very unhealthy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You get nervous on the HPM because those were the days when you were not even involved with the show. And you know that I know that when I do HPM style, just a podcast, no video, no audio, who do I need? Me! Nobody else! I don't need anybody producing audio, video, alone! Me! That's what I need. Sorry. Don't take offense. You either. No offense taken on either of us. Well, it's impossible to uh, you know upset you guys, especially you, because you got the Yankees going tonight against your uh, the Twins. Please do not jinx this. I'm not. I'm not jinxing. The Giants are
2: the Giants are terrible. I, I've put my foot in my mouth countless times talking about the Giants, so I don't even want to acknowledge tonight's game. Please.
0: Okay. No, I will not jinx the Yankees. I want them to be victorious. I, I lifted, you know, I didn't let all the Yankee fans, and you know, I did lift the, uh, about a couple of weeks ago, I lifted the pox that I had on uh, All Rise Judge for the home run thing. I lifted that. You are so nervous. You do not even want to discuss this. No. Look at you. Listen, th- you guys are uh, fine. You guys are fine. You're going to win tonight. I'm I'm in your corner. <laughs> I'm just telling you.
2: I hate this so much.
0: <laughs> I I don't want to tell more because I don't want to upset you here. I don't want to jinx shit. But I, I am rooting for the Yankees. so I'll take even a root. Keep in mind, I am a former Jet fan and Met fan and Bills fan. So me rooting for teams uh, is not always a good thing. I'm just letting you know that. <laughs> so. See you guys in spring training. Even though if you haven't heard, uh, my Bills in first place in the AFC East. Yeah, uh, so by the way, yeah, they are. All right, Raw. So what happened? Uh, what happened? What the hell happened on Raw? Well, a couple of things happened that were good, to be honest with you. Okay, I thought they gave uh, us, the audience, some big matches. I really believe they did give some really big, good matches. <clears throat> Excuse me, which I enjoyed watching. Um, I thought they did a good job with that. I Like Braun versus Seth. Uh, Seth Rollins. is a, not, not us, Seth. That'd be funny.
2: <laughs> oh, I'll take you. I'll take you right down to Chinatown, bub. Bro, could you imagine... <laughs>
0: Whoa, <laughs> set. Like set up they call me wheels from-
2: <laughs> He's just running around the ring
0: Oh, uh, Bron just blows up He can't catch him <gasps> You know, <laughs> And then he passes
2: heavy. out And that's how Seth gets the win <laughs> Just from exhaustion
0: <laughs> And Seth is, ends up being tired too Because he didn't have the quinoa And Cal So he just falls on Seth on, I mean on Bron And that well, match will never happen That's bad fantasy book no, uh, so they did some good matches. I really thought they did some good matches last night. I mean, some big matches. That that's the first thing. I, I I'll tip my captain on. You know, like I said, Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman's a big match. Um, and they put some time in and they gave you a finish. And 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 I'll get into that in a sec. Uh, I thought Mickey James versus Nia Jax was a good, strong, big match. They kind of gave you an F job finish. Wasn't really a real finish. And I think uh, Roman Reigns versus Miz. Uh, again another F job finish but that's okay whatever you're not paying for it who gives a shit um Roman versus Miz is a big match that's a big ass match right there I I, I was down I, I thought it was cool <clears throat> um I thought it was interesting again Enzo uh Cruiserweight segment Jones ended the well didn't end the show what was the last segment in the live house uh the quasi shield reunion was the last thing we saw I'll get I'll do my due diligence to get to all this within an hour um so uh where do we start here, I guess? And we got a lot of people calling the show here, so I'll get to those guys on the phone here in a second. But um, All right, look, first off, I, I, I like I said, I tip my cap to WWE for all those good matches on Raw. I, I, big matches, I should say. I like it. I'm in, no problem. Cool. I do think it was a, a great show of class, and I'm not surprised by WWE to start the show. With the whole company, all the talent, the performers, including Vince McMahon, on the stage... In a moment of silence uh, for the 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 tragic uh, situation in 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 Las Vegas. So um, I thought that was I wasn't surprised. WWE always uh, will do class, and they do class the right way and respect, and they they always do it the right way. I've been there for a lot of this, unfortunately, during unfortunate times in real life stuff. Not you know I'm not talking about in the wrestling world. And uh, and WWE always handles it the right way. Um, I have to say, and that that's also Vince McMahon and the people around him. They and I will, I have to, without a shadow of doubt, put them on for that. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Always, uh, they they take the high road, classy, respectful. Um, then they went into business. You know, they had to. You got to. Got a business, show goes on, business goes on. Uh, and like I said, they gave you some big matches. Now, here's here's the thing I was talking about, though, from negative. Um, not negative, but from a perspective where I was a little confused, but then I figured it out. Let's fast forward a little bit. Enzo. Okay, so Enzo gets interviewed backstage by, um, uh, what's her name? Just drew a blank. Charlie Caruso. No, Charlie Caruso. Not that? her either. You're running out of announcers. Uh, no, Blondie was, Jones.
2: Oh, is Renee no. Young?
0: Thanks. Renee Young. Biker Jacket Jones. So, <laughs> you have no idea, do that means. She I know she was wearing a biker like a leather jacket, like a Triple H jacket. I thought that was kind of cool. You don't usually see girls wear that. I thought it was kind of cool. Um Renee's hip. <laughs> she's hip. So um anyway, uh so Renee interviews um Enzo. But Enzo is silent. He doesn't really say anything. And, and basically what it is is it's it's a it's a deal where it's like uh you know, you have the whole I am again paraphrasing, Renee saying you have the whole locker room against you, the whole division uh, blah, 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 they hate you, they're this, they're that. You know, how does that feel? I, again, paraphrasing. <laughs> and Enzo basically is just silent, doesn't say anything, and he's like pondering. And then a little bit later on, they show a graphic that he's going to confront, again, the whole cruiserweight locker room with division. vision. So uh, they also showed the package in the show, uh, maybe twice, of Enzo getting beat up, of Braun Strowman coming out and destroying him, and then, again, they, just like I went off about last week, the announcers did not cover the fact of the real story why this guy was getting beat up by all of the locker room. It's because he was, just to protect the other guys and to protect WWE, they never told you that. They didn't tell you, um, it, it's because he he made fun of everyone and he ripped everyone apart. They didn't put the heat on him. Instead, they just said, no one likes him, he's got a big mouth, and they, look at that move, look at that move, and then this guy did that move, and it's like, stop it, that sucks, Okay. So they did it last week. They did it this week, too, okay? Uh, From an announcing standpoint, calling the B-roll footage, which I thought was bad, um, the call of it. I just didn't think the content that the the announcers said. Now, here's the thing. This is what I'm going to tell you about that they didn't show. And the package, like I said, I think the package was twice they showed the package, and both times they didn't show it, the announcers didn't bring it up. They completely blew off and ignored what happened on 205 Live. I mean, unless I was seeing things, I know I covered here on my show. Um <laughs> Enzo took a crutch and beat the living shit <laughs> out of Neville. Did he not? Did that not happen? Dennis, that happened, right? That did happen, yes. And I, I don't know if you saw Raw last night, did you? I oh, did. Not. I did you notice any of that footage? I didn't see it. They didn't if show I did any, tell me.
2: They didn't show any footage. <clears throat> Excuse me. I Enzo feel like it up. I feel like when Enzo was walking to the ring, I want to say Tom Phillips made a mention of it. Maybe, he might have. But it but it was it was quick if it,
0: if it was at all. He might have. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think you got to show me some of that. You got to cuz that was a we had a call a call Taz show here explaining cuz I didn't see two a initially and a caller. and I, I apologize I don't remember who you were so pardon me. But we had a call, a call, and say how vicious and aggressive Enzo was in the beatdown with the crutch. That's the most he, this fan, has ever seen Enzo be. Now he's your new champ. He's a heel. I get it. And you're making him like he's just completely blacklisted from the locker room. That's fine. That's a cool story. I'm down. Show his intensity. Show his his ability to compete and fight and and put some heat on him that he beat the scalp after the match and used a weapon. It's a simple story. You guys showed the physical end on 205 Live in the in the live broadcast of the 205 Live. We never saw it. We never saw it on RAW. The, the mothership of the company, the biggest platform you guys have in WWE is Raw. Okay. No one would argue with that. That's the biggest platform. The stuff they show on RAW is the stuff that they want us as an audience to remember and know. I promise. Why why wouldn't you show this? Well. It goes to what I said when Enzo got the championship. They do not and are not going to have Enzo be a champion who is about credibility or physicality or being tough or being able to even be victorious um, on his own. He's going to hang on to this title, scratch and claw to keep it, but be a douche in the process, the character. He's going to curse people out, make fun of people, we saw him yesterday in the ring. I, I, I tweeted about it. I thought it was hysterical and entertaining. You know, he just went around the ring while those guys had to stand on the apron and take it. And he roasted each guy one by one by one by one. And it was funny shit. And it made 205 segment relevant. They're letting this guy say things like, I'm the reason why 205 live people are watching it now. This was a snooze fest, yada, 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 yada. And he's not lying, unfortunately. He and and the company, he's not making the stuff up, but he's not going to business on his own. He's being directed to say these things, <laughs> so he is the the heel vehicle that they are using to to and they're getting they're getting him over. And and not just last week the final segment of Raw, but this week. I don't, you know, you guys know me. I don't sit here and and drip on ratings and all oh, the rating was six point six point five point point three fraction of two eights and nine. I don't give a shit. Okay, I do know ratings are important, but I don't sit here and I'm not that I'm not like that. There's a zillion websites you can go to and and and, and find that stuff. I, I I don't but I'm assuming the flow that they went and put this cruiserweight segment with Enzo leading it in the final segment, I would assume that means that it did pretty well numbers wise last week. By the way, I did not mention, nor did the producer, there will be no PW insider report in this segment. Uh, this show, I should say. No, uh, Mike will not be in this this show. It's a one hour show. Express Jones, and we're rolling. So, all right, back to what I was saying. Thanks, Dad, for so reminding me in the opening of the show. Appreciate he it.
2: wasn't happy about it either. Excuse me. I uh, I had to text him yesterday, let him know. I said, hey, uh, we're only doing an hour show, Mike. I would love for you to come on, but we just time constraints. We can't we can't have you wow. today.
0: And what did he say? you you treat me like an asshole? And then he hung up. Yeah. Well, he has that new text ability where he could actually text you sound like that. So I believe that he texts you that, that that bite right there. B-Y-T-E, bite. I believe. Right. No, he absolutely did.
3: His news, you treat me like an asshole.
0: <laughs> was he, was, did he like text you back like a simple, okay, like something like that? Because I could see him doing that.
2: Uh, he, like, no, he he was, in all seriousness, he was kind of cracking jokes. He was like, no, I'm coming on. I'll be there. I'll be ready. I was like, all oh, right, well we,
0: well, we won't. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming, Mike. Treat me like an asshole. Unbelievable. He was upset. That was last week, right? Yeah. He, <laughs> I had never seen that before. Well, oh, I, I kind of got hot at him, and then he got upset. It was funny. Uh, That was
2: pure passion from him. Well,
0: he, he he needs to be on camera. That's my. He wants to be on mic. He wants to be. He's like you. He's a ham. There. These are. This is what the business is about. This is what it's become. The less the, the if you take bumps, you, we. I don't know how to say it. I'm so upset. I feel your frustration. I'm trying to be nice. I get, and I, and, I, and I don't do nice well. But it's like the people. Let me just move on. All right, so, so anyway, so I'm not even going to get it. To so I, I'm just not. I'm just not. So like back to wrong. OK, so. I was, um, so I, I just. It's like I've been saying about about Enzo. They're not going to go that route of him being at anything like he uh, anything, meaning that he's kicking people's ass. Like he's so by the, them not showing that footage, which was great. It was shot well. Uh, Neville sold great, I'm talking about on 205 Live, if you didn't see it, go watch it Um, and the way that we saw, um, you know, Enzo bring the physicality with that crutch was awesome, they don't want that they, by them not putting that in there, pay attention to the package they showed they accentuated and sold hard the fact of his promo not everything, they they didn't put a lot of his promo in there, what they put in there was when him saying again paraphrasing was something along the line of I, I have I got the division over. I'm the reason why people now are watching something like that. Then he said my back hurts because I'm carrying the division. That you know that that old line, which is funny. It's good stuff. It works. You know, um, it's great heel stuff. You know. And then they debuted. Uh, they had Kurt Angle come out, and what I thought was going to be different was, and this is when when Enzo was cutting a promo, and then Neville came out and he started roasting each guy in the apron, <laughs> and he said that Kurt Angle now said he doesn't even have, if any of these guys even touch him, forget about getting a title shot. You get fired. So now he handcuffs the whole locker room again, meaning Enzo. But what that does is that puts heat on Enzo. That is a good way to get heat. I, I like that WWE's doing that. I think that's great. I, I'm into that whole thing where he runs to Kurt. What I don't like is that Kurt always gives him his weight. That makes Kurt lose credibility. I said that last week, but they they kind of gave Kurt a little redemption last night. And I'll, you know, if you didn't see it, I'll explain it. Um but the thing is, like, with, with Kurt, uh, I'm sorry, with, with Enzo, when he said that now if you touch me, you're going to get fired, any of you guys, especially you, Neville, or whatever he said, I'm thinking, I had a feeling Kurt's music was going to hit. I thought it have came out a little earlier, and they waited, and then Kurt came out, I'm like, ah, right, here we go. Kurt's going to say, listen, Enzo, yeah, if anybody touched you, which these guys did, they don't get title shots, but I never said to you. And I never gave you a clause like that. You're lying. And I thought everybody was going to beat him up again. That's what I thought was going to happen. I'm just being honest. That didn't happen. Kurt came out and then Kurt said, yeah, no, you're right. These guys can't touch. You. If they touch, they get fired. If they touch, it, was, they, they already touch you so they can't get title shots. But I signed a new guy and here comes Kalisto. I signed Kalisto and which I felt bad for Kalisto because it was like, no one cared. There was like no pop, no react, like no real reaction in Denver. Um, uh, I I don't I don't think he would have got a reaction no matter where they they worked and I have nothing against Kalisto I think he's awesome I think he's a great talent I really do I love his look I don't care that he's not a big guy at all I I, I his work he's a tremendous luchador without a shadow of a doubt he's he's awesome but you WWE you can't expect to get spotlight in a a final segment of Raw uh, a live in ring segment and give Kalisto that kind of a big spotlight that Kurt intros him, and none of these other guys can touch Enzo except the guy that's about to come out, and it's Kalisto. It's like, Ugh. that's not Kalisto's fault. That's your fault, WWE, in my opinion. But you, you, your your expectations are too high for him to get a big pop because you, you did not, you have not been doing anything to really build him. So you, you, now you you put him in an awesome position to get a, a nice pop, and the pop doesn't come. That's not that kid's fault. That's the, the 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 push or lack thereof he's been getting. You guys did the right thing with Enzo, and uh, before you put the title on him because he was getting a push as a tag team <laughs> NXT all the way to the main roster, and then and then the, the storyline with him and and his partner Cass turning heel on him and. The stuff with Rusev in the hotel, with Rusev's wife, all that makes a star. All of that real estate that you put on Enzo makes him a star. Boom, 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 boom. It keeps growing and growing and growing. The star gets brighter and brighter and brighter. He didn't do that with Kalisto. Point is, when you did it with Enzo, then you put the title on him or put him in the division, he's already a made guy. And that was good booking, great booking by WWE. But now, when you try that with Enzo and put him in that spot, I'm not Enzo, with Kalisto, ugh, not so much. Dennis, you feel me from a fair perspective on this?
2: I thought and uh, Kalisto was dead in the water because unless it was Enzo such a big star relative to the rest of the 205 guys, excluding Neville. Neville
0: why, is... why are you not answering my questions? I had a simple question. You're giving your yes. commentary. Yes. I... The answer is yes. I like that. I like when you did this thing. Yes, the little point that made really it. drive it home. That means you know what, Taz? Fuck it. Right, you're right. <laughs> well, I if I say you're son. right, then
2: you say I got an echo, and then
0: I got a teenage son. I get. I deal with this all the time. Okay, I know how that game works. So you don't mean that. What I'm saying is, I, I asked you a question. Okay. Yes. Answer the question. Instead, you're going into your whole your, your, uh, commentary now by the lumberjack. Who gives a shit? Okay, I'm lucky these people give a shit what I'm saying. But they do. Please answer the question. The
2: answer is yes. I do like what you're saying.
0: That's not... Well, now
2: I forgot the question.
0: Such a liar. You are such a lying man. Like, that's not what... I I don't even know what I answered. you. Navigate here, Anthony. Oh, God, help us. Hey. You asked him,
2: like, cause you basically asked him if he agrees about what you were saying with Kalisto. Uh, that
0: Callisto wasn't Bill, right? Yes. Yeah, yes, yes, yes.
2: Um, Ant okay. wants to say that he did the point, too, to really drive it home.
0: Okay, that's great. I
2: See, I actually kind of disagree there, so, so now the answer is no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes! No. <laughs> okay.
2: I uh, do I can I back that up or are we good with that?
0: Yeah, go explain. <laughs> what am I going to say now? No, don't explain.
2: I think that not that I necessarily disagree, but I think that Enzo made himself more than they provided him the platform. I think Enzo is such a a character in quotes that he got over just being himself or the character Enzo, whereas Kalisto. Uh, he never did it for me, even when they gave him, like, the, what, are, what were they, the Lucha Dragons? They they won the tag titles, that fell flat. When he was the United States champ for, like, a, two weeks, that fell flat. Like, he's just never resonated with me, and, I mean, from what I heard yesterday, the WWE Universe as a whole where like, Enzo's supposed to be this bad guy, and, like, they were chanting, you deserve it, you deserve it, when he got beat up. And even when he still comes out yesterday, he does his whole, you know, my name's, and the fans are going crazy, so it's like... I think Enzo did it himself, and then the WWE was like, all right, let's run with this. Whereas, like, they tried to do, all right, well, we finally got somebody who can stand up to him because everybody else is off limits. And Kalisto came out, and it was just like,
0: wah, wah, wah. Okay. Your viewpoints and opinion is dead wrong. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, Everything you said is wrong. And, and the reason why it's wrong is because you don't know what you're talking about. And that's understandable. And that's why you're called a mock. Okay? That's why you have your own language and you think you know, but you don't know jack shit. All right. So here's what I'll explain. Oh, you're an arrogant wrestler, Taj. Yes. I actually am a very arrogant world, former world champion. Uh, well, you know your time. stuff. I w- I'm, I'm here to listen.
2: Right.
0: I'm damn right. But you, you come off like, oh, no, I disagree. Oh, who, kiss my <laughs> ass, Dennis. That's the second thing I want to tell you. Okay. <laughs> So let me teach you how this is, Sonny. Listen, okay?
2: Okay, I'm i all ears.
0: Sonny's and everything. Um, so look, here, all right. so you cannot, and I, I'm I'm kind of putting words in your mouth. So just bear with me on this for a second, if you don't mind. You cannot compare the push on the main roster between Kalisto and Enzo. It's impossible. It it it's apples and oranges, my friend. So. I hear what you're saying, the Lucha Dragons and this, and they pushed them, and it fell flat. Well, a couple of reasons why it did fall flat. I mean, they did get a platform. It's obviously being able to talk on the microphone and have that connectivity that I talk about all the time where you can connect with the audience verbally. Kalisto doesn't have a uh, strong—he's not good at cutting a promo. Put a manager with him, put a guy with him, even though he's a babyface, that could help counteract Enzo verbally. Now, do you like that, Dennis? I think a
2: manager would benefit him, yes.
0: Babyface Jones, uh, put with him. Okay, some kind of a babyface manager, guy that can talk. Um, to be frank with you, if I still worked in the company, I would be first in line to do that with uh Kalisto Because I know if I verbally bob with with Enzo, it's gonna be good TV and he's gonna lose. Um, but I digress. You like I w- that? I would right? I would enjoy that, yes, very thoroughly. Yeah. Of course, because I am the fucking man. Okay, so, now. That now, wasn't very babyface of you. Yes, well, that's the problem. I know, that's the problem I have. But anyway, and you're saying babyface. Right? Yeah, I Even meant happy before, I meant Happy Jack. I got I, caught up in the moment. Not. Yes, and you're the sergeant of morphology. Come on, sir, please, wake up. So I got to go to break in a second, but look. It, so what I'm saying to you is you really can't compare, it's unfair, to Kalisto. Even though they gave him a quasi-little push here and there, it's nothing. Nothing, dude, compared to the push that Enzo has received. Absolutely no way in hell is it anywhere near the layers of promotion and push that Enzo has received for quite some time compared to Kalisto. It's no way in hell. I am not saying that Kalisto's as good as a performer as uh, Enzo. No, I don't think he is. He's a better worker. He's, he's a, He can do more high spots. and He knows what he's doing. Uh, sure. Does he sell Ben and Enzo? No. I think that's the one thing Enzo doesn't get credit for is the way he sells. He sells great. I mean, he's not a big guy, and he's getting bumped around a lot, and he sells really well. But his moveset and his ability to make people go, whoa, as a wrestler, comparing him to Kalisto, no, you, you can't. Kalisto's ten times better, of course. Alright, I'll continue with this conversation. i get the phone calls, too, on the other side of break. break. Um, express version of the show. Next segment will be the last segment of today's edition. I'm going to get deeper into Raw, get some phone calls. cash Show, sit tight.
2: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network
1: featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
0: Okay, we're back. We are back here on this express edition of the Taz show. I'll be going to uh, 9 a.m. Eastern if you're listening live or watching live. Uh, so, you know, it's football season also, by the way. Uh, so I bought a little bit of the Chiefs victorious over the Redskins, which I do not believe the Anthony Dumpster's Dojos beat me in the Fantasy Football League because his guy did not uh, reach the pinnacle. Is that not correct? That is correct. You were victorious. I am the man in fantasy football again this week. Uh, but here's the key right now, kids. Don't miss a second of the NFL on CBS. Stream your live local games each week on CBS All Access. That's right. Your local NFL on CBS games are streaming live on CBS All Access. Please start your free trial. Free trial right now at cbs.com nfl. And check this out, CBS All Access also includes number one hit shows, classics, movies, and original series like Star Trek Discovery. Okay, anytime, anywhere, jump on it. You can also stream your live local CBS broadcast for news, special events, and other sporting events and more. So go start your free trial right now at cbs.com slash NFL. It's good stuff right there, kids. All right, so back to talking about Raw. Here's Adelio. So, like I said, they started out, they, they were getting rock and rolling here with Braun Strowman versus Seth Rollins. Uh, I liked the match. I thought it was very good. Um, I have to say this about Braun Strowman. Um, uh, a while back, I mean, when he first came into the play of WWE and they started pushing him and all this jazz, I, I was kind of like, not negative on him, but I felt like this is a guy who uh, is just a big, monster, impressive-looking character. It's great. But, you know, he's going to be limited physically. He's so big, he can't move like other guys in the ring and stuff like that. I kind of was having that little bit of a thought process. I have to admit, I was wrong on that. Um, I always knew he was athletic. The more and more I see him work, the more and more I believe in him as an athlete. He is a legit athlete in that ring. And for a man his size, he moves unbelievably well. And his timing got so much better over the past few months. Um His instincts in the ring, you can tell, for me, I could tell, got so much better or so much better, I should say. Well, how does that happen? He don't have time to go into a wrestling school and train. Yeah, no, he doesn't. It's called on-the-job training. This is a guy who obviously they knew, they invested in because they knew he had potential to be legit in the ring for such a large man. And they put him in the ring with guys to get him better. And that builds your timing. Your instincts get better. It's muscle memory after a while. The more you do it, the more it comes to you, if you have the aptitude, and he obviously does. So uh, I have to say, I'm very impressed with Braun Strowman. But on the flip side of that, with him as an in-ring worker, you have to be careful, in my opinion. You cannot let him work in matches that are too long. You can't have him bump too much. You can't have him do way too much offense. That's the tough balance, in my viewpoint, with Braun Strowman. Why, Taz? Why? I'll tell you why. It takes the mystique off him. You want to keep him special. So if you are flooding us with him in the ring, selling and bumping and doing things like all the other wrestlers do, eh, he's just like everybody else. He's not special. Keep him special. So that's the tough balance WWE has. You know, just uh, food for thought right there. might be clip-worthy. So uh, that's my deal on that. I I did like that Braun flat-out pinned Seth Rollins with his running power slam. Clean. I liked it. That's how you get, you know, you're getting ready to rock and roll with Braun here and, 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 and go and really going forward with him and pushing the piss out of him even harder than they've been. I like that he pinned Seth Rollins. And I like that that uh, what's his name? Uh, Dean Ambrose came out at the end of it and he got his ass kicked and he got driven into the ground too. I think it's great. Yeah, well, some say, well, what the hell? How do you sacrifice your tag team champions like that? Well, because they all sacrificed tag team champions because they knew the script before the movie started last night. Okay, WWE, because they wrote the script. Uh, and I don't like to use the word script because it's not a script, but you get my drift. They knew that they were going to do this this whole thing with the Miz, and and uh, and what what uh, uh, you know what uh, what's his name, uh, Sheamus and Cesaro, and then we're getting the Shield thing going back up again. So it's okay now to put the tag team titles on the shelf a little bit. Eh, not so much. <laughs> not so much. I, I wouldn't. I, I would have maybe put those titles on someone else. Um, for now, while you're going to do the Shield thing, because they're going forward with it. And I think it's cool, and people want it, which is cool. Um, but we did see this, the Tag Team Champions at Sacrificial Lambs last night to get over Braun even more. Again, I have no problem with it. Some loves, must die at times for others to live, and that was the case with the Tag Team Champs yesterday. And I don't think WWE would have done this if they were not going to go the route of the Shield reunion. So I just don't think that you need the Tag Team titles on two of the three members of the Shield. Because that's kind of just going to put the tag team titles like on a... Maybe it puts the tag team titles on the shelf a little bit. I don't know. We'll have to see. Maybe too early to tell. Um, but They did some stuff backstage with Mickey James where she was uh, getting ribbed a little bit by Emma and, um, and Alicia Fox. And then she went into the her locker room and she saw that there was like the pens in there and a walker. And that was given to her by... You know, Nia Jax, of course, at the helm is at Alexa Bliss. Um, yeah, I mean, it's okay. I mean, I, I, they go on the old lady route with Mickey James. Uh, meanwhile, she doesn't look the part. Like it's kind of, you know, I mean, yeah, we know she's been wrestling a long time, but she, she's in great shape, and her work rate is awesome. Her promo, her uh, promo work is better than most of the girls that got there. To be frank, I mean, she, she's believable and she's credible. Um, I guess it's a good way for for you know maybe Alexa to get that keep that heat. By calling her an old lady, um, I think it, you know it's kind of low-hanging fruit. That's my problem with it. I would go a different route with Mickey. Just me. That's just my opinion. Because it's low-hanging fruit. Because she's been working a long time and she's been around. Okay, at the business a lot of years and paying her dues. So it's low-hanging fruit. It's kind of an easy booking deal. Um, let's go up to Toronto and talk to Sean. Uh, Sean, you're on the Taz Show. What's up?
3: Hey, come on, Taz.
0: Hello, Sean. Fuck me. Hey.
3: Okay. Uh, just uh, quickly. First of all, in that tag match with the um, the women, with uh, Emma and Alicia Fox against yeah. uh, uh, Sasha and um, Bailey, I just want to say that I feel Alicia Fox is a really good, underrated worker. I've been watching yeah. wrestling. I've been watching wrestling for 32 years, and I can't recall ever seeing a woman hit a Tilt-A-World backbreaker until I saw Alicia Fox do that.
0: Not oh, no, really no. Her, her, listen, physically, she's a great athlete. There's no doubt about it. That doesn't make a good worker. I, I, she is a good worker. I want you to understand something. Sure. Just because someone could hit really cool moves doesn't make them a really good worker. So I, I'm not, I, I mean, I'm just letting you know, fans like yourself maybe throw words around like worker, um, well, which I don't yeah. think is part of markology, but I, I digress. But okay. you got to understand something. What makes a really good worker is the ability to draw money. Okay, a money worker. That's, that's the, the workers you want. And that's where, like, you look at a guy like John Cena, he's a money worker. Okay. So I'm not saying Alicia's not, but she has been. She's a tremendous athlete. She looks great. Uh, she could talk. I love the character. Personally, I, I, I know her. I think she's an awesome person. She's cool. I don't know if she's a money worker. Then again, you know, she's had pushes and then the push stops, starts, stops, starts. But just because someone could hit an awesome tilt the world backbreaker doesn't make them a great worker, in my opinion. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, no, that's that's true. But I, yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, one quick last question. I was uh, reading um, an interview from um, former WWE creative writer Kurt uh, Bauer. I think I'm saying his last name properly. Kurt Bauer,
0: yes, Kurt Bauer, yep.
3: Yes. And he was quickly talking about the 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 um the thing 2006 when they uh, blew up uh, McMahon in the um in the limo. And yeah, National
0: Coliseum. Yes, yes.
3: Yes, and he was mentioning, I guess you know. Got wrapped up because of what happened but he was saying that there were the tentative plan was actually to bring in uh vince mcmahon's brother roderick's man and in all right. these years i never thought about uh vince having any siblings And i just want to know during your eight or nine year tenor with wwe have you ever met vince's brother
0: i have actually yes uh i believe i met him at stephanie's wedding at stephanie and, and triple h and thank you for calling sean I believe I met him at. Um, I believe that's where I met him. I might have met him somewhere else. I could have sworn that's where it was, at Stephanie's wedding. I think so. Yeah, that's where I met him. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, 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 don't know the guy. I can't. You know, I, none of us really knew him. It's just, it's. You know, you guys got to understand. Like, it's business. You know, like, uh, Vince has family. He has extended family, and and. But you know, when his family come maybe to a show once in on a blue moon, not as a media family, his extended family, or maybe to, maybe. Some of us were invited to something like a wedding, or you meet, you know, you're not, you know, you don't really, you don't mock out. There's nothing to mock out. You're in the business. You don't care, like not that you don't care, but it's like, yeah, Vince's brother. How you doing? Nice to meet you. You know, I mean, next, like, like uh, I, I'm answering your question. Yes, I have met him. I, uh, if I bumped into the guy in the street right now, I would not have no idea who he is. Do I remember what he looks like? No. Does he remember me? Probably not. I mean, so it's like, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. Dennis, did I handle that okay by uh, that question by Sean? Is that okay? Do I handle that? Or was I douchey? Probably douchey, right?
2: Uh, I'm not gonna say douchey, but it, it, you answered the question. Yeah, I've met him. Hey, like, that's, that's, the, like, end of the, that's yeah. the end of the question. I
0: don't know what to say. Um, I really don't. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, what else we got? Oh, Roman. Um, <sighs> Oh, it's about Roman Reigns. I want to talk? I want to talk Mickey James. We saw Elias wrestle Tyus O'Neal. Okay, nothing really there, Elias. Right now he's just kind of percolating. Where they're gonna, you know, they're gonna get him rolling into an angle eventually. Here, they're just just getting him on TV. This is part of the get over process. So those that are big fans of Elias, give it time. It'll it'll come. He's gonna get a push. I Who I believe that. Who wants to walk with Elias? It's gonna happen. I'm telling you. Uh, now, something else I want to talk about, they they ran a, twice in the show, really cool um, Oscar packages that she's coming to tables, eyes, and chairs, and I want you guys to notice, you heard it here, because I talked about it in the past, this is one way they could go, no mention of her being undefeated in the packages, the announcer's reaction to it, no mention whatsoever, so my theory have her lose right away when she comes in? Probably will not happen because they're not pushing or telling the mainstream WWE fan that she was undefeated like forever or whatever the hell the thing was. You follow what I'm saying here, Dennis? You get me on this? Yes, you
2: have mentioned this uh, in the past. I w- I'm interested to see if they. I mean, they're probably not going to do it, but if they do, they're not. Oh, they're going to unleash hell. But
0: they're not. They're not going to do the uh, undefeated thing because they're they would be telling us by now in these packages they're not they would show her record with a graphic with numbers they, they're not they're not doing it they're not going that route they're just doing imaging on building who she is and her mystique they're having the other girls which is a tough thing to do but they did it meaning not tough production wise tough for the talent to have all these girls sit there and put her over it's a competitive locker room men and female male and female you know so now you got to put over someone you know is going to get a better push than you when she comes in it's kind of like ugh. You know, you do it, and it's business, but it is competitive. It's about making money. But they had all the girls put her over in individual interviews, which I thought was a a cool way to really push Oscar. and they are going to push her. Uh, I just don't – I think they'll mention that she was undefeated. I don't think they're going to push that she was undefeated. That's – I think Vince McMahon might – I just don't think he wants to do that. I just think then he feels like it's a big target on her, massive pressure on the company and her to get over because she was undefeated. You know what I mean? I just don't think that's going to happen. If they did do that ga- that route, then I think they would have done what I said, where they beat her first match, just to make her human, in essence. You know what I mean? Um, but they the, the packages were great. The, the the production of it, awesome. They were really cool, of them, both of them. They really were. Then we saw Mickey wrestle Nia Jax. Uh, Mickey was about to beat Nia. The announcers did a good job on promoting the fact that Nikki was uh, Mickey, I should say, was about to win the match. But then uh, in- interference by Alexa Bliss, there was a an, uh, disqualification and all that jazz. And it's good. It puts more heat on Alexa. Alexa's great. She's a great talent. Um, um I You know, I, I think the announcers, like I said, helped Mickey more than anything did here. Because <clears throat> they put over the fact that she almost won. They sold it hard and they sold it right. And, and I made it believable to me. <laughs> and speaking of the announcing, I have to say, Tom Phillips, good job, young man. You did a great job. Uh, Michael Cole was not on the show um I believe his son was getting married or got married I, I I know that um well it was public knowledge but I knew it probably about a month and a half ago um I don't know where his that's his oldest son he has two sons um I don't know where he got married though I, I don't he didn't tell me that but I know I knew he was gonna miss a show <clears throat> I didn't know which one but anyway it was public that he was going to his son's wedding uh, that was on the weekend. We saw some of the tweets and stuff. I think WWE put the news out. But this kid here, Tom Phillips, uh, you know, he, I think he did an excellent job uh, as an overview. I, I mean, that B-roll stuff with calling of, you know, the Enzo stuff, I do think they they could have did a better job, just like on 205 Live. I'm stuck on that because that just that's a big call on a B-roll that I think the young man, Vic, what was his name again, Dennis, on 205, Vic, Vic, Joseph. Vic Joseph, fake name Jones. Um, <clears throat> WWE uses, they love the fake names. Let's take two first names and make a name. Tom Phillips. Vic Joseph. Michael Cole. Lou Jim Sass. Ross. Hold on. Jim Ross. Even though that's his real name. It's two first names. Maybe that's a lag. Uh, Coach. Maybe not that one. <laughs> Lou Sass, good point. The coach. <laughs> the coach. Vic Joseph, fake name Jones. Tom Phillips, fake name all the way through. Josh Matthews. Hello? Dave Matthews, got it. So I'm just saying, like Todd Grisham, maybe not that one. That'd be a funky name for a first name. But your first name, Grisham, you're a liar. It's you no know, guy beat you up. That could happen. What else you got? You got uh, you got Roman versus the Miz. Uh, I like this too. Um, not a good day to be the Miz though. They got their asses kicked badly, and then they got basically pushed to the side. Uh, what happened here? You're gonna go against the Shield, and you're gonna utilize the star power of Sheamus and Cesaro instead of the Miz Taraj. This could be the end of the Miz or maybe they should turn on the Miz and say, "Yo, homeboy, uh, I thought we were together here." Like what are you doing? Like what are you doing? And now, you, now these two guys are gonna help you? I mean, what's the deal? What's the deal here? What's the story? You see what I'm saying? Like they completely poo pooed on the Miz by having Sheamus and Cesaro. It, now I know why they did it. it. It's more star power, and and I'm not throwing a flag on WWE for it, but you do make the Miz look like a couple of schmucks. You really do. So you got to figure out a way to to get let them get their comeuppance. So say something to Miz. Meaning, the Mistaraj and break this thing off or something. You got to do something. Um, you know what I mean? I just think you do. Um, I mean, Roman Reigns beat the living daylights out of the Mistaraj during the ring intros. Uh, and by the way, um, Booker T now, this is an example of telling the right story uh, during physicality. He said, you know, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit Roman stewing all week about what the Misturage did to him last week about Roman Reigns. That, see, that's the right way to get a shine on a baby face, meaning make the baby face look good, and keep the heat on the heels, the mistrots. That's the right way you talk physicality during, I mean, I'm sorry, you do storytelling during physicality on a big show like Raw or SmackDown or whatever. That's how you do it. That was done right by Booker. So that's a veteran, that's a pro. He gets it. That's storytelling. That's how you do it. (laughs) So um, it's not as easy as it sounds either, but, but Booker did it right right there. So, Sheamus and uh, Cesaro caused a disqualification and attacked Roman here in this deal. So, which, you know, I think most people could realize where they were going with this. So, um else? Well, so, we saw Sasha and Bailey versus Emma and Elisa. Uh, there's something happening in this, too, with Corey Graves where he said something like, um, uh, what was he saying? He said, oh, uh, you know, Sasha and Bailey, again, hopefully they could do better than, than the stuff they're doing. Again, kind of what he said. Uh, them fighting on Twitter, who's better friends with Stone Cold Steve Austin? like you know that's sad if you think about what he said. First of all, he shouldn't have said it in my opinion. He shouldn't have brought attention to that because it makes Sasha and Bailey look like fangirls. I mean that's what they look like 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 they There, and and they shouldn't have been i don't I don't really pay attention. I don't follow their, their Twitter or whatever. so maybe they they were doing something like that. I don't know. Uh, I remember seeing something on Twitter with Sasha and Bailey, and a picture of Steve Austin. So I, I maybe they're both saying, who, who's a fan of Steve more? You know, and obviously Steve's a huge star. I mean, I'm not knocking Steve. Uh, he's my friend. I mean, I wouldn't do that. But what I'm saying is, like, you can't have the talent look like fanboys and fangirls. I mean, it's <laughs> – I, I know with Bailey, they kind of go that route. Which, and I've talked in the past about the younger talent, how sometimes it looks like they're just, you know, fans more than stars. I mean, you know, it just I, – I don't know. I just don't think it works. Um, and I don't think Corey should have brought attention to it. I mean, uh, I think that's that's a burial at the end of the day. I mean, I know he's a lot of times he's a heel, but I don't think that, just to be topical, to pop the internet by saying it, I don't think Corey should have did that. Just my opinion. Uh, Earl, you're in Green Bay. Uh, you uh, are on the Taz Show, Haas. What's up? Hello, Taz. It's me,
1: Richie Ragdale. Moments <laughs> of goodness to
2: all.
0: Hello, sir. I remember you. What's going on, big guy?
2: Hey, what's up? It's been a long time. Glad we was able to get through. Um, yeah, man. I just wanted to start off by saying uh, thank you to all the fans out there who have been uh, sending all the kind words to uh, me and my family. My son is going to be undergoing some pretty severe um, spinal surgery on Thursday. I just want to say thank you to everyone for sending out all the kind oh. uh, words. So it means a lot. Thank you very much.
0: I wasn't aware of that, but okay, that's nice of you to say, And and, and, and God bless. Good luck with all. Yes.
2: Thank you. Uh, so I wanted to talk about Nia Jax. Uh, I heard you were talking about her earlier. Um, I've been a big fan of her since day one. Okay. It seemed like for a long time she's been getting really good push, a constant push actually, but they just haven't given her the green light to uh, become champ. So I was just wondering your thoughts on that, and do you think she's ready to uh, become champ?
0: Now, Earl, I've talked about this. I, I'm pretty sure you listen or watch my show on a regular basis, I assume. I know you've been a fan for a while. I've, you know, I know that. So you've heard me, brother. I don't. I don't think she's ready, and I've said that about her in the past. I think she's close, and uh, and thank you all for calling. I appreciate it. I get ready to wrap the show, up, but I don't think she's ready, and uh, and I think WWE would agree with that. Hence why they always start stop her push a little bit. There's something missing. There's something missing. She's got the size, the speed, the look, the athleticism, uh, everything. She's she's she, she's got she's building a nice little legacy for herself. There's just something missing. I, you know, it, it's and it's something in her work rate or in her believability as a talent. It's almost like I think maybe she's playing too much of a part. And then they they confuse us as an audience where they tell you how nice of a person she is and she's got this great smile and she's on the cover of whatever, I don't know. And they play the Maybelline music for her when she comes out. If she's a killer, make her a killer. If she's a badass, make her a badass. Now maybe it's like not so cut and dry, it's a little bit, you know, years later and they wanted to have more depth. Okay different layers okay that's fine but this it's a little confusing and there's something missing you know what i mean like is she a killer is She not a killer like i'm confused um but i i do think the future is ultra bright for naya they, they're pushing her i'm sure one day she will be champion um one day soon i would assume so um i, I that's basically it i think i mean i covered most of the main parts of raw i needed to want to cover I do have to wrap up early, uh, I said today, one hour early, and I will be doing the same, I believe, on Thursday. Uh, right, Dennis, Thursday?
2: Thursday, correct. Um, before we go, do you want to make any mention of the Finn Bray Wyatt stuff?
0: Uh, not really. Okay. Um, no. No, I, I, I mean, I saw a lot of it. I, I Just the Bray Wyatt, uh, like the stuff backstage, and I know that the, the Abigail, the sisters, they're going that route. It seems like she's going to come about, right? That's what it seems. It, right?
2: looks, it looks that way, yes.
0: You know, I, here's my thing, bro. Like, I, I just, you know, I, I, I'm I, t- I'm tired of seeing the guy backstage on a rocking chair, you know, with, 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 with funky lighting. I'm tired of it. It's, it, it's, I like him. I, I, I love his work rate. I think when they had the title on him, keep it on him. I, I'm i a mark for the guy. I just think they put him in the, the barn somewhere. Go outside with him. Go in the real. Stop using all this production stuff. Go outside in the dark with him if you want to show the woodsy thing. Stop doing it backstage in the locker room, you know, when you're shutting the lights with some smoke and he's in a rocking chair. It's just – it's getting to the point where it's like, you know, it's corny. I'm not a 12-year-old kid, you know. So, really, I'll be honest. Like, for me, it's just, you know, I-, I love Finn, too. I think Finn's great. I think both these guys, it's great. But uh, what do you want to say about it? Yeah, you, you As a fan, what, you like it?
2: I actually did because I, I'm with you where Bray's been getting stale. It's been repetitive, but I thought the – um. Whatever they did at the end, that, like, uh, creepy face they put on him, I thought that was a nice addition to kind of reinvigorate Bray because Bray's been one of my favorite wrestlers since he debuted, but right. he, he is it's, it's, it's repetitive. And a little bit, a little bit. He's so good
0: in the ring, now, and he's very he, good in the ring. He's, he's awesome, very
2: good but at, they need to inject something new. So I think going back yeah. to Sister Abigail and actually – Doing something with that for once will be a nice
0: addition. I hope they do. I'll be intrigued then. I'm all in. If they go with Sister Abigail and there's plenty of different female performers they could put with him that aren't in the company right now that I think, which maybe in the future I'll go over some of those names that I think would be great with him, in my opinion. They got a couple of girls uh, in NXT that would be great with him as Sister Abigail. And I believe his real sister might be one of those girls that could do it too scratching beard jones as i end the show unprofessional all right on that note one shot of me i don't want to see dennis i want to see me okay bye see you Dennis. see you tomorrow all right so that's it taz show uh express version one hour enjoy it um push it out there rate like it whatever you call it. what do you say dennis on the, on the itunes how do you do it? rate it, it fans would you please subscribe then rate then review you say it so well Alright, look guys uh be back tomorrow uh talk a little smackdown it should be a good smackdown go home for the hell in the cell this should be a good smackdown tonight we're gonna check this bitch out tonight I'm Tasia not thanks everybody see ya. Yeah,
1: said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends now my circle is getting smaller All these people acting fake man and to be I don't even have a top 10, me against the world, I've been doing what I really love, haters been hiding behind the screen, man they movie cuts, and when I'm back at home it never feels the same, cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up, I wanna go back to days with no grades, we ordered the kids meal, play ball, us all day now, I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page, but these likes on my face,